Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Box Set Pod. It's September, and this week the podcast is brought to you by something to get excited about as the summer ends. Tiernan Dewieb, a regular comedian on this podcast, has got a new special. It's called The World is Full of Idiots, Let's Live in Space. And you can get it now on VHX and at tiernandewieb.co.uk. Let me spell that for you. Do it. T-I-E-R-N-A-N D-I-O-U-E-B E-B, sorry. .co.uk. I'm so sorry to Tiernan. T-I-E-R-N. No, no, it's T-I-E-R-N-A-N-D-O-U. No, D-I-O-U. D-O-U, isn't it? D-O-U-I-E-B. Oh, you're right. You're right. Ben spelled Tiernan Dewieb, exactly as it sounds, actually, .co.uk. I've started watching it when he sent it to me, and I think it's excellent. It looks beautiful, and the jokes are funny, and that's what you want from a stand-up comic. Check it out. The world is full of idiots. Let's live in space. Get it now, tiernandewieb.co.uk. Well, this week, we're going to be talking about Daredevil, Marvel. Yeah! darkest perhaps or one of the darkest tv series i suppose and um uh we'll be joined by others right now it's me and jamie howell and jamie back in the saddle that's what we've been right about. my dad went into a barber shop in chorley in lancashire england this week and they said oh i wish your son had never stopped on the radio it's been rubbish since yeah so well, what can we say what can, can we, we say, say? You're still on radio, aren't you, though? Your dad should have told him that you can get you on digital. He did. He told him... I told him that I was on XFM in Manchester, which I'm not. I'm on XS (laughs) Manchester, which is a different station altogether. Exactly. There you go. There you go. Um... Um, yeah, are you alright? I've got to say, this week uh, it's been a hectic week in uh, the life of a future father. Mm-hmm. I, um, I've i barely watched any TV this week and I hate not watching TV. Oh. Um, but mainly because I've been to so many different baby classes. I've been to two. I went to two breastfeeding classes in the space of two days. What? I have spent the last two days... Staring at middle-aged women, mainly midwives, boobs, as they explain how to get a baby to suckle. And um, actually, it's, very, it's a very difficult process. It's not as simple as you might think and can be quite stressful for the mother. Um, uh, but, yeah, I've looked. At, I've watched a lot of midwives' chestal areas as they... And I've, I've, just, I've just stared at women's boobs when you're allowed to do it in that environment. And I'm not in any way doing it in any kind of like erotic way. It's just a, I've got to stir at them 
because that's what pointing at and directing you know, the, the main focus of the, of the of the you know the course to. What does the teacher like get their boobs out and? No, but they have like they usually use their boobs. They'll get a fake baby and they'll use their boobs to show you. Well, they'll get the boob out, but the boob will be behind behind the, the, the whatever they're wearing, and they'll show you where the baby would fix its self. its little fix its little self, self to to their boobs. So I'm just there thinking. And one of the women yesterday was like proper like you know cupping herself, and uh, just thinking I'm just been watching this woman's boobs for like the last forty minutes. And there are there. This a, is just weird. Are there a lot of men in in those classes? No, how old? I'm the only. <laughs> yeah, there's other there's other there's other men there. There's other men there. I was really nervous that I was going to be the only man, but um, turns out there's some other pretty uh, considerate fathers out there as well. Mm, so yeah. you swap TV for boobs. Yeah, but it wasn't. And yeah, it wasn't fun. Like, it sounds fun when you say it like that, but it wasn't yeah. fun. It was educational. I mean, I tell you what, mother's milk is amazing. It makes you wonder oh. why they didn't. You know, I'm not that I'm trying There's it. I'm just. Quote of the year. <laughs> <laughs> it's an amazing. I tell you, the antibodies, the 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 the, yeah. uh, the goodness it provides for a newborn baby cannot be beaten by any medical innovation. It's ever been created. It, all natural. I tell you, our body makes things that technology will never surpass. Never. How necessary do you feel these classes are? Again, for it's me, that thing of mm. humans surviving, giving birth for many hundreds of years before yeah, a class was invented for this. I know. A lot of it. A lot of it is more about meeting other baby people and mm. talking to them you know it's mainly for the the mothers because you know they can all meet she can meet other mothers they can have a whatsapp group they can all but if they're up at three in the morning stressed out with baby trying to suckle they're all be in the same boat so it's more about finding other mothers to sort of share your mm. your um stresses and strains yes. so there's a bit of that there is some things you do i genuinely learn that you think wow wow but uh, yeah. no, probably not enough to go to two classes in, in a week. But uh, yeah, there you go. I can just see you sat silently pale-faced <laughs> in these classes. <laughs> oh, dear. What, is, what has happened? What has I know. happened in such a short space of time? You've gone no. from a man who can't use a windscreen washer to mm. a man who's responsible for another life. I know. Oh, I know. God. I know. God help us Scary all. times, yeah, you know. Well, but, uh, I've just received a text from a random number saying, Hello, your Apple account is temporarily locked. Visit, and then a website, um, and unlock it. And I think this is a spam. It's a cheat. It's a spam. It's spam, isn't it? I think it? it's a spam thing, yeah. Don't, do not ever do not click on that link. Well, these people should be arrested. They should be, Howell, but they're sly like a fox. I'm going to try and buy a song on my Apple ID right now. Just to prove it works. Just to prove it works. And then I feel like we should ring the uh, ring the number that texted it and, and see. Yeah, it's working fine. Absolute see? shit. Scam. Guys. These people should be arrested. This is a disgrace. I've just bought Sia featuring Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar. I didn't even want it. I bet it's a good song, though. Two incredible artists. He's a great artist. You're absolutely Got some, right. uh, 
Do some TV news? Why don't you give us some TV news? Should we get Matt Wandless on to join us? Because he's bring him on. He's there, ready and waiting. Okay. With his. Uh, yeah. Bet the first thing he does is breathe extremely heavily and rather oh. lustfully. Welcome to North London. Hello, Howell. There it is. There there's, we there's go. The heavy there breathing. we go. There, there's a lusty breath of a man who's <laughs> might be perverted. Says <laughs> <laughs> so the man who's just described sitting looking at breasts all week in at breastfeeding classes. Did you have to? I've been on. I've been on two breastfeeding courses this week. Did you have to do Ma- that, Matthew, when Did- you had a child? No, I no. I mean, we we had one session of our NCT group where uh, a woman who I kid you not was called Tracy Leakes. She, she came in and talked to us about breastfeeding. Um, but no, I don't, I don't think I ever saw the boobs of anyone in my um, NCT class. But also by then, like, for, for that year and a half of your life, mm. uh, breasts become something entirely different. Mm. They... Uh, that, yeah, they, they become functional and utilitarian. They're not fun for for a good eighteen months, I'd say. Oh from, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. I don't, I don't, I, I don't just, and I don't mean that in the sense of like um, like just at sexy times, but like I, I just couldn't look at boobs. Yeah. In the same way that I used to all the time, and now I do again. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear every time you speak i think of marcia objecting i have no idea why no marcia and i we get each other it's great yeah i know uh, we've not had marcia on here for ages slacker i hope she returns soon um all right well jamie was about to give us the news so let's see what's in the world of the yeah. news and while not, you're doing uh, it not- we might have other so, people appear. Carry on, carry on. Not, not got much on the news department because of the the boob sesh that I've been Ooh, having in, in breastfeeding so world. Yeah. So I do have to. Uh, I put up the on the boxsetpod.com slash news. Jude Law's latest drama that's coming to Sky Atlantic. Um, I think it's next month in October. Uh, they've just released a trailer for it. It's called The Young Pope. It's a new 10-episode series. Jude Law is the Pope. Uh, it's been directed by Paul Sorrentino, an Oscar-winning director. He did The Great Beauty. Uh, I've not seen this. Is a, this is a film uh, that was out a couple of years ago. It's meant to be brilliant anyway. This is a fictional story of the first American Pope, mm. Pius VIII. Jude Law's in it. Diane Keaton's in it as sister. Mary, um, and the trailer looks really interesting. I put a, I put a really good line in the in the uh, oh, yeah. bit of news. I put yeah. by the looks of the trailer, this pope is a bit of a loose cannon. I was so proud of that. You wouldn't believe. <laughs> Jack, uh, Jack's here. Our work experience boy. Do you Hello. get? Do you get that joke? No. no. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Too young. You can Google it. Carry on, Jamie. <laughs> uh, I'm just about to put up some news as well about Game of Thrones related. Tenacious D, a.k.a. the band made up of Jack Black and Kyle Gass, uh, they're a comedy rock band. I well, think we know they, who Tenacious uh, D are. Under the pseudonym Valerium Steel have released a new audio tribute to Jon Snow. It's called Ode to Jon Snow, <laughs> a campaign song. It's just an instrumental track. But it's it 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 it's just encapsulates Jon Snow 
and the power of his um, brilliance. Can't wait I'll to hear up on that. The, the website. Can yeah, you, so it's a great tune. Can you just um, say that word again that begins with Suda? Pseudonym. Well done. Right, you were just That's being so, silly. Right? He said pseudonym, and I just wondered if you'd always thought it was a pseudonym. <laughs> Um, yeah. uh, That's my pseudonym. Um, do, you want a, do you want a brief update on my Game of Thrones status? Oh yeah, where are you up to? Oh, well, uh, unfortunately, after last week's um, after last week's news that I, I'd got back in and I thought I'd found that I was in series five, mm. um, that turned out to be untrue. Oh. <laughs> the, 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 the site that oh. I was watching it on a perfectly legal site. Yeah. Um, called series one series zero uh. uh so i was in fact at the end of series four and all that enthusiasm oh. that i had thinking i was going into season oh, six no. Uh, no i'm just i'm mired in season five now um but actually you know what i'm i'm we're turning through a fair rate of uh of knots we've got maybe four or five episodes under our belt now good season um, five is a tough one i think though it's quite philosophical and talky and indulgent well, thankfully, I think the, the the large break has meant that um, I'm finding it easier to tolerate. Okay, okay. He's fired up. Well, you've got the fantastic season six on the way, so... Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed. Excellent. Uh, good. I read a review of our podcast. We would love you to go and review our podcast on iTunes or however you do it. Click the review button if you listen to it on the box at pod.com. Uh, I read a review that was scathing. It, it basically said, excellent idea for a podcast. The problem is there's always people on who haven't watched the thing uh, <laughs> at all and, and is constantly held up by the lack of uh, wanting to spoil things. So there's a new rule on this podcast that is if you haven't watched one episode, you are not welcome here. Matt, I just need to check. Have you watched at least one episode of Daredevil? Yes. Excellent. And Jack, I know you have. You're the guinea pig today. Yeah. Excellent. Are you all right, Jack? Is life okay with you in Young World? Yeah, life's not too bad. Just uh, planning to go back to you. Oh, thanks, Jack. We've had enough of you. Tiernan, how are you? <laughs> Tiernan? Tiernan did say hello and then and then disappeared. Tiernan? Tiernan's diabetic, so his reactions are very slow. Oh. oh. <laughs> Tiernan, have a Mars bar. <laughs> 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 He's still just taking it in. He's still just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I'm sure Tiernan will speak to us when he can. It's all right. I've worked... I've, I've still working. Hello. There you are. Why do you always have connectivity issues? Uh, because when I do my podcast, uh, I keep forgetting what the settings are and I change them all. And then when you guys call for this one, uh, I've got them in the wrong order. I see both yeah. fascinating and dull at the same time yes, uh, exactly well done on your special i've not watched it yet but it looks great i start i watched the trailer and we've oh, already thanks, plugged it so congratulations oh tar. well thank you well, all the looking good is, is ben's fault uh he's very good at that yeah. he did it on um uh one of the cameras had star wars sand in it but he won't tell me from which planet and it's made me sad ever since wow um, so excited 
Uh, but yeah, no, it's all it's all good. People seem to like it. So that's what you want, isn't it? He won't tell you from which planet. Those Disney contracts are solid and terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> if you get sand on your clothes or your equipment, you may not tell people which planet the sand comes from. <laughs> oh, very good. Uh, right, Daredevil time. Um, so, uh, Jack, Jack, why don't you try and set this up for us? For anyone who hasn't seen Daredevil, we're in the Marvel universe, and what's the what's the setup? What do you know so far? Okay, so it follows Matt Murdock, and we see his day-to-day job as being a lawyer. Uh, and as the sun goes down, we see his alter ego as the kick-ass Daredevil, with his heightened senses and just takes the law into his own hand and kicks ass. Did you mention he's blind? Oh yeah, yeah, he can't see. Yeah, that, that's that's the other thing. <laughs> Quite key to this one. So uh, he is blind, but he, but as you say, he has super heightened senses. Uh, it, uh, having had something happen to him as a child, and then honing his skills, which uh, we will learn about uh, future future episodes. Um, so, Jack, where do you stand so far? Um. It's all right. It's not the best. It's very different to anything Marvel that I've seen before, especially with the the violence in it as well. Um, mm. it, it seems to almost go on a bit too long. And he's not a very good superhero. That's wow. the conclusion that I've come to. Okay, why? Go on. Because if you put if you pitted him against Tony Stark and Iron Man, mm-hmm. he would lose. Well, you pretty much pit, 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 pit anyone against Tony Stark and they're going to struggle, aren't they? Well, even, even Captain America. And what about Anybody Spider-Man? from the Avengers. Yeah, yeah, I think you're probably um, right. Uh, but then you've mentioned the violence. I mean, he's, he can kick ass. Yeah, but... Hmm. The, the other thing that annoys me, I've not actually seen it yet in the episode that I've watched, but he has possibly one of the worst superhero outfits I've ever come across. Oh, in my think, life, you think? <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's absolutely shocking. Right, but you, what do you mean you've not seen it yet? Well, in the in the first episode that I've watched, I've mm. only watched one episode. He doesn't don the suit, so you've just seen pictures on the internet, have you? Yeah, so oh, far so just... you're not slagging off the, the the black rags. You're actually slagging off the full-on red leather suit. Oh no, yeah, the red leather suit. I mean, who needs that? It, it, it is incredible that they they've managed to make like any superhero suit look decent on screen though, because it's essentially just spandex, isn't it? Uh, often with your pants on the outside, most of them would look rubbish in real life. Mm, that's that's true. Mm. Although I am partial to some lovely spandex being um, <laughs> being brought up on Especially both. Especially in the warm weather, eh? Gladiators mm, and uh, Baywatch with my teenage years. Um, but moving on from that, Jack, uh, doesn't his costume look exactly the same as uh, Deadpool's costume? Uh, yeah, but Daredevil has he has a good sense of humour, which makes up you mean Deadpool his lacking costume. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Matt Murdock, mm, I don't know. Okay. And the other thing that annoys me about it is that I don't actually like the Hell's Kitchen world, and I uh, hate how everything seems to be filmed with a purple, dark sepia lens over the top of it. Right, we've got a number of issues to deal with. Darkness, Hell's Kitchen, which is obviously a real place, uh, is set in the real world of New York, isn't it, I think? And um, what was the first criticism you made? 
Violence. Violence. Yeah. Okay. Because I've got... is that a criticism? I thought you were. You seemed a little bit encouraged by that. It's like, not. It was just different. It's not necessarily a criticism. It's just. Goes it on almost a bit felt long. like it went on a bit too long. Yeah, mm. it was dragged out. Okay. So is your is your experience of Marvel thus far just the movies? Yeah. Okay. okay. So uh, does anyone else have a problem with the violence in in Daredevil? I have no problem with the violence no, in Daredevil. It's probably my favourite bit. Jamie. Yeah, I would. I, I was. I would definitely say that the be- one of the, my my major strengths of the show is the violence and the way it's portrayed actually i think they're really really good at delivering a, a reality to the violence as well so i'm quite surprised that that's you? one of you well uh, jack you. I, I have to say i thought everyone was going to be opposite there because i did i had a problem with it actually i did, i've often thought it, it's not that i don't like uh extreme violence but i think part of the point of this series is that he is very violent that he can take on anyone and and that it's very well, it's supposed to be very real, but the problem is, could anybody fight for that long without at least pulling a hamstring? I doubt it. It's very, very complex um, mm. choreography, and and yeah, part of me, part of my timer runs out and goes, okay, this is a bit long now. I understand him doing four people, but the twelfth person down the corridor that he takes on and backflips over. I start to get desensitised, or I start to go, oh, is it, it's a bit unnecessary, this. Yeah, but do you but not I, feel with that, yeah, do you not feel with that scene, that scene, you can see he's struggling, he's knackered, yeah. he's tired out, he's on his last legs, and yet he's still fighting, and he's still carrying, I, I love that's actually the one scene, that was the scene in the show, where I went, oh, I really like this. I think in the pilot, it, yeah, but I'm talking about, uh, I think I'm talking later down the line, there's a lot of scenes the like one that. In, the one in episode two that's got a particularly, uh, which goes on particularly long, but is, I, I think, particularly brilliant. But but I think isn't a big part of this show, and I think all the Netflix series, which I guess is probably going to change when uh, Luke Cage comes along, but he, he's more of a vigilante than a superhero. Exactly. That's the point to this. The that's where this sits, superheroes, yeah. They are mm. incredibly strong and have magical powers and things like that, whereas... Uh, Daredevil is essentially a, a, a blind guy with heightened skills and martial arts training, but he's not a superhero in the same sense. And so a lot of the show is about the fact that it's his own stubborn desire to kind of deal with his own guilt and his own um, kind of issues with the city and the place he lives in. Uh, you know, he's not he's not big enough to be able to deal with that himself. And so we have to see him lose in fights and we have to see him get the, the crap beaten out of him as well. You know, that's well, that is that's largely you, you're largely right. But there is, of course, I don't know. I don't think we get it in the pilot, but there is. There is something supernatural that happens in his past. Do you remember? Oh yeah, no, it is in the pilot. The pilot shows you his origin story very okay. quickly. Yeah, so there is there is an element of spider biting, uh, Spider Man. Yeah. Um, but yes, you're right. That kind of is the point. It's like it's like it's gone. What happens? Like last week, we were talking about Gotham and saying it's in a very gothic, uh, very cartoon uh, world. Whereas this one, it's trying to be super. Well, it's trying to seem very, very real. So the fighting is very real, and the world is very real. But I'm not sure if it fulfills that brief entirely. Or it, 
it kind I mean, of. It's also, you know, bear in mind his his his, uh, and and not to ruin anything beyond episode one, but like the bad guys in this are more real as well. It's it's not um, mm. a villain like in Jessica Jones who's got telepathic powers. It's it's an, a corrupt underworld, and so yeah. that has to be dealt with, I suppose, in a more. I mean, not that it's like The Wire, but you know that's the kind of thing they're going for. In that, it, this is a gritty New York uh, kind of justice series. But I guess. after that's a while, me. didn't you find that? Don't you find that the grit just starts to stick a bit too much on your skin, and you kind of just go, uh, and like they they prolong the whole Lois Lane not knowing who Superman is. They prolong that for a long time, and a part of me just goes, oh, it kind of renders his business partners almost useless characters because you don't really. Do you know what I mean? In a traditional yeah, thing, yeah. you would see a lot of... So he's a lawyer, yeah? He's trying to set up a law firm. You see very little... It feels like you spend very little time on the law side of it because we're just more interested in his other life. So there's just these two, what are supposed to be, main characters that we're invested in and we feel things for. Um, we don't really feel that much from because they're just, they're just ignorant of his situation and we don't really spend much time with him. I don't know if I agree with that, Hal. You see them investigating stuff and you see them uh, kind of coping with the ramifications of his... Uh, the inadequacies that are thrust upon him because he is also Daredevil. You do a bit. And his shortcomings because of that. You know, you definitely do, certainly yeah, in the you second definitely series. Do, especially in, yeah, and later on in the first series as well, definitely. Well, but, yeah, yeah, second I take your series. point, though, Howell. Um, like, but I, I also don't think you, you want to see people filing briefs either. No, I want to see... You know? but, no, but well, you don't have to see that. I mean, look at Columbo. He managed to do it. <laughs> <laughs> or Perry Mason, rather. You know, we could have had some great, simple um, uh, courtroom dramas. Oh, oh, the opportunities but, missed. You get, but you get those as well later in the series, well, the, in the bit. second series as well. No, you definitely. There's a whole thing with the trial in the second series with, the, yeah. with Frank Castle and yeah, all that storyline. Definitely. Mm. I mean, I think part of my it's funny you say because I think part of my problem with the first series was that sometimes there's too much time spent on his associates when I wanted to see him kicking the crap out of ninjas far more often. Um, really? But, but it's, yeah, they, they try. You know, I suppose it's that whole thing. It, it comes from a Frank Miller comic book and Frank Miller. Uh, when he did Daredevil, you know, it's very like Sin City. It's really dark and grimy. Um, and Frank Miller also did like The Dark Knight. It had that kind of feel to it. And I think in this first series, they've tried to dampen that a bit to make people go. Some of the characters are affable as well. There's some emotion to this. It's not just an extremely violent, dark, nasty kind of comic book. You know. I suppose that our our job here is to um, give encouragement or otherwise to Jack whether he should carry on and I suppose what I'm driving at personally is that I didn't I, I never ask this but I'm going to ask it now for me if I was to give this a mark out of 10 I'd go yeah it's a good 6 can anybody could anyone beat that well, um, I'd go. I'd go for an eight, but I, I'm fully aware that I have Marvel comic bias. Uh, in and that I fully like... like everything they do except for Thor two, which was horrific, but um, <laughs> and, and Age of Ultron, also terrible. But generally, uh, I love. I love it for the extra Marvel value that Easter eggs are put in throughout. So, but I, I especially by the end of series one, I think it's a series that suffers from having too many episodes, like a lot yeah. of the um, Marvel, well, like Jessica Jones did as well. Um, Perhaps that's my I think problem. Yeah, I feel yeah, I feel like I jumped into a. Off, it'd be brilliant. Yeah. yeah, it feels like I jumped into a dirty pool, which was interesting. 
at first, and then I just went, oh, I've just got, I just feel a bit dirty now, and I can't really be bothered. It just felt uh, maybe a bit long. But that said, I've watched both first and second series, so you know, persuade me, yeah. J- Jamie, persuade I, me. I, what, did, have I, you watched I the think... full two series? I'm, I'm about two or three into season two now, and um, I, I just think it. I mean, I think it's probably around a seven. I think it's. Um, I think it's a, a better than you. I think it's better than maybe you, you feel it might be, Howell. Because I think yeah, you've stuck with it. I, I really liked it. I, I really like um, the main character played by you know uh, I've forgotten his actual name. Uh, Charlie by Cox. Charlie Cox, yeah, Matt Murdock. And that, the I, way I you two the way spoke together then, it sounded like you said Charlie Cockbags, which is a great <laughs> name. Uh, and I, I also really like... That's what his the, friends uh, call him. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the writer, Drew Goddard. I, I like a lot of the other stuff he's worked on. and He wrote the script for The Martian, the Matt Damon film, and I think... <clears throat> That's a brilliant. I love that film. Uh, he wrote World War Z. He wrote The Cabin in the Woods. He's worked on Lost and Cloverfield. Uh, so I, I really like him, and I like a lot. I, th- I think the dialogue can at times be a bit cheesy, but it's really. I think it's really well done, and I like the extra characters around it. I think they've got good bad guys, and they've got sort of. There's, there's something unique about it that stands out. What holds is that? together really well. I, I, d- I, I, like, I don't I know it... what that is because I, I, d- I feel like the uniqueness is the idea of um, a blind guy being a superhero is awesome, but for me that's all it's got. It, it's kind of you know it's really well made and everything. Yeah, but... I just when it comes to putting it on, I kind of go, what is it? What is this giving me in the subtext? Or yeah, the... but it's it's the main guy Matt Murdock, and I think what it does really well in the in the show is show this is it isn't just a guy with superhero kind of bat like senses uh he's got he's a fighter he ultimately that's the thing he's a fighter he's got heart he loves the place hell's kitchen he wants to save it and he means the best and and he and he cares so much but he's also he has that grit and determination like his father was a boxer and he has that mentality that he'll never go down he'll go down swinging and i like that character i quite like that characterization i think they pull it off really well in, in the TV show. Oh, I'm sorry, but the person you called... Sorry, that's me ringing Jack's mobile because he got cut off, but he's appeared again anyway. So. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, yeah, I lost you for a second then. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was, I was about right, to say... Right, that... Sorry, go I, on. I heard that voice. I thought Mel was on the show. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say, Jack? What I was about to say was, what, what did you all think of Foggy, the character? Mm. I, it's a difficult one to answer that because I, I, I really <laughs> Fog, Foggy is a good character in the comics, but I think he's lousy in this he's show. A bit foggy. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, that's all that as well. He's really irritating. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, just to chip, chip in with, with with my two cents, I kind mm. of I think I tend to lean towards Howell in this one. Like, I've, th- this I'm a big fan of Daredevil, and I, I, I read. I sort of started reading the comics in the build-up to this coming out and got into it a lot, and it's really good. And uh, certainly some of the later stuff is is really interesting because one of the things they don't take advantage of enough is that this is a guy who is kind of literally taking justice in his own hands because he's a lawyer and a vigilante. Uh, so uh, And th- there's some sort of fascinating stuff mm. in, in the later stretches of the comic where he's... Um, where like Daredevil is being uh, is wanted by the law, and is sort of try, try, the people are trying to put him on trial, and Murdoch is representing himself in the, in, in that kind of thing, and they they don't 
they don't play with that enough in this. And it, it, it yeah. really annoys me that a show can feel unwelcome after 10 episodes when there's this much there to explore. Now that and, is, is a great pitch. I would. That's what I'm saying. I, I kind of. I felt like the law office has a bigger part to play, and it's not. So it just annoys me a bit. It feels like there's still a start-up business with no business at all at the end of season one. Or you know, it feels like it took a long time for that stuff to go, and that we that, and that we're not really supposed to care about it. It's fascinating too that the comics did play on that because that is the deeper theme it's when you've if you have the choice most vigilante characters don't have the choice between doing something formally and informally they just are the informal whereas he yeah the, the the yeah the decision that he would have to make between those two worlds that is an interesting idea behind it all but I, I didn't get that at all from any of it I didn't get the feeling that he he debated that until season two probably I was going to say that comes in a lot more in season two, though. I do feel like that element of it is far more prescient Mm. kind of once the season two storyline kicks off. Um, Even then, he he just ends up fucking fucking things up in the legal world. Because of yeah. because of his because of his daredevil act- activities, and that's just it's not particularly interesting. Yeah, that is true. That there is true. They don't. Yeah. It's the sound of nobody being able to defend it. It's a dead duck. Don't watch it. This series. No, no, no. Is oh, a no, bag wait, 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 wait. of shit. Wait. Put it I away, Jack. I absolutely wouldn't say that because <laughs> both you and I, Howell, have watched both series of it, yeah. despite feeling how we do. So there is something compelling about it. But it's because I and, just feel like we're wishing yeah. it well. No, I don't think that's true. I certainly wouldn't do that. Why the hell are you two still watching it when you clearly hate it? This is what I'm trying to put my finger on because I don't hate it. And I, and I, I really like the action in it. Um, um, although I think it got, a, it got a little bit ridiculous towards the end of the second series. Uh, Frank Castle, who they introduced in the second series, is brilliantly done, a really good character. And I think the guy who plays in Chap from The Walking Dead, I can't think of his name, uh, does a very good job. He's great. Um, I didn't like the supernatural stuff they brought in in the second series. Um, I, I've always associated Daredevil with being very, very uh, rooted in reality. And like, he, he, in, in contrast to what you're talking about with Gotham and like the, the you know, the uh, Christopher Nolan Batman versus, say, the Tim Burton Batman, mm. Daredevil is a gritty character, even in the comics, even in the beginning, really. Like when, like, if you look at the first. 10 or so episodes of Spider-Man. It's crazy. It's like it's like it's for five-year-olds. Mm. But um, then by the time it gets to, you know, really late in the series, it's very, very adult. Uh, but whereas Daredevil's always been fairly dark. Um, but uh, what it was feels I say? like... The Kingpin as well is the, is the other uh, real... Uh, hook on which you can hang your hat for this series because uh vincent d'onofrio is amazing i think yeah he's really good yeah fantastic vincent yeah vincent d'onofrio that's his name isn't it yeah yeah um uh he's he's a great character and he he doesn't come in for the first few episodes does he but jack i think you'll really uh that will appeal to you because there's a real peaky blinders quality to this (laughs) (laughs) that's the art of persuasion (laughs) (laughs) there there, there is a, a a kind of um gangland feel to it um where this is a city that's full of corruption and uh and and you really get to get under the skin of the the man who's got his finger on the on the uh on the button 
I also think it's really worth uh, pointing out that it's for good or for bad. You know, Marvel are creating this this universe. This will tie. This does tie into Jessica Jones. That's going to tie into Luke Cage. They are bringing it together in the Defenders. So every season of each individual superhero is only part of a much bigger story, and that's probably annoying to some people. But I find that incredibly exciting. You know, that you're watching this knowing that it is building to much much bigger things. Absolutely, and I think you're bringing. I think it's great when you can have a series that you bring something to like that. For example, Mel started me on the Gilmore Girls, and I'm watching it every night at the moment. <laughs> Before bed, it's maybe. I really cry. like the violence in the Gilmore Girls. Yeah, yeah it's my favourite. Yeah. <laughs> oh, when someone smashes a snowman in the town square, oh my god, all hell breaks loose. Um, but it's uh, it, it, there is there are things I could criticise about it, but it's a world that. Um, there's a big part of me that uh, really enjoys going to that world and being in that world. We've talked about these things before. We've also talked many times about the four-episode rule, and that exists for two reasons, I think. One, that you can't get into a world very well on season on episode one. But two, because a show needs to figure itself out. So uh, I finished Parks and Rec this week, everybody. Finally finished Parks oh, wow. and Rec every episode, and it's brilliant. And I said, Sarah, let's go back, because everyone says the first season isn't very good. Let's go back and watch the first episode and see if now we know about the characters it's different so I put the theory to the test went back it was rubbish it really was they, they were trying to do realism like the office and that turned into something much funnier later down the line the problem with Daredevil for me is that unless you bring to it that that what Tiernan's got or what I had watching it which was always wanting it to be slightly better than it was I feel like their style is that they've gone for realism. They've tried to say, let's make it a real nasty world with nasty violence and like this could actually exist in Hell's Kitchen in New York. And characters like Foggy and the, and the girl and that world, I don't think they ever achieve it. I don't think they ever achieve realism. They can't get away from the s- some characters are very comic book and much bigger and, and, and uh, broadly drawn. And then some characters are like they've walked in off the set of walking dead and I, and I can't it just doesn't I don't think it ever quite achieves what it wants and that's my problem with it even though I've watched two series so I think you're right and you stick with it because you think it might yeah and so and, I, and there are moments when it does actually I think there are moments when it does I feel like you know with Gotham I really found a reason last week to persuade people to carry on going with this one I still can't say if, if Jack's got a shelf of options in front of him it would be way down the list of being bothered Jamie let me turn it back on you you have stopped halfway through season two is that because you've got busy or is, is there something else going on well, yeah, I've got a bit busy. Um, I mean, I, I lost a bit of momentum with the show. Why? I'm gonna go back to it. Like, I don't plan on. I don't. I'm not. I'm not saying goodbye to the show. I've just pressed pause on my watching session, and I still recommend it. I really enjoyed it. I do feel, yeah, there are flaws. It's not perfect, but I feel like. I feel like it's better than Gotham. I feel like from what I've experienced so far of Gotham, which is only like a couple of episodes, but I feel like I'm more drawn to it than I am drawn to Daredevil than Gotham. So I feel like that that, that swings it my way a little bit. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, but then I, you've I, watched a lot more of this one. Yeah, that is true. I, I, I genuinely like the way the, the, the uh, violence is handled and... And I and I like Charlie Cox as as the guy, and I think they've done a good, a fairly good job. Obviously, you know, 
I can't. I don't come it from. I have no comic book knowledge at all. I've never read anything, uh, uh, any comics about Daredevil. I've just seen the Ben Affleck film, which was uh, horrendous. <laughs> disaster. <laughs> so Jack. my expectations were quite low. Sorry, sorry, Jake. That's it. No, I'm done. I'm done. I was just going to ask Jack where 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 you are with Marvel and I mean you've just watched those movies you never read any of the comics or anything never read any of the comics and I I have actually seen the Daredevil film and again I agree it was absolutely shocking and that was the other Say thing that, that um, I watched a few episodes of Jessica Jones and thought that was a bag of crap which <laughs> oh really and I knew I knew it was set in the same place the same time and I went into this Daredevil with a bad attitude. Um, so that, that's probably affected. It feels like probably the same world, it. actually. It does feel like they could walk into each other's set quite comfortably. Just well, they could. Yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah, oh, okay. Is it? Yeah, because yeah, that's disappointing to hear about, about oh. Jessica Jones. What did you not like about that? David Tennant. Oh, oh, really oh, oh, no way. That's the one that's the one reason you should have liked it. I mean, yeah. God, he's oh I'm disappointed. He he does try very hard, David Tennant, doesn't he? He's he's Almost a lot of too energy. hard. Yeah. If he, if no, he doesn't. He's doing a, a really oh. lovely understated performance in that show, I think. Is he? Uh, I need to carry on with that. But Jack, I understand <laughs> I have a love hate relationship. I think he's phenomenally talented. I really do. I just can never get <laughs> I can never get the fact that it's definitely David Tennant acting out of my mind while I'm watching him. <laughs> I'm never quite immersed in his character. Wow. I think you. I think what when you when you if you carry on with that, his character's great because he has this ability to control people, and what you and as you go along, there's a comedy in that as well. There's a comedy in him being able to control situations, just make everyone shut up in a cafe <laughs> while he's thinking. Uh, I, but there's also like. He's like a spoiled brat, and like, yes. and yeah. there's something about his character that's really—it's really compelling when you get to know him better. That this one thing that bothers me—it bothers him—is he can't control this one person. All right, and, let's uh, get Jessica Jones on the list, shall we? Let's do. Yeah, I think so. Let's do Jessica Jones at a Can I say? Date. I think I think Daredevil is worth persevering with, Jack, if only to get to the stuff with the kingpin, because I think I think that will really appeal to you. Well, you see, on my list at the moment, it's Narcos is number one, and then it's between this and uh, Gotham of what to carry on with. And at the moment, I'll definitely I'm... do this because Gotham is a box of shit. Oh, I was going to say I was going <laughs> to carry on with Gotham. It's, it's a really prettily decorated box, but then you open it, and you go, "Oh no!" I disagree. Someone sent me a big pile of shit. I think it knows itself <laughs> way better than than um, it achieves its own brief better than uh, Daredevil does. In many Maybe ways. on an overarching sense, but on a base level, just like watching it moment to moment, Gotham is fucking. Terrible. Why you would start any series before the fun bit happens? You know, Daredevil starts when it's like, oh, he's a superhero. Now we're going to fight stuff. Gotham went. Well, all this fun stuff happens later, but let's start years before that when it's not that. Fun. Just a minute. Yeah, were you two on this podcast last week? No. <laughs> I, I was. Yeah, but we weren't talking about Gotham. It was yep. two weeks ago. Two Jack. weeks ago. So you. Were... <laughs> so how much have you watched of Gotham? About ten minutes. Well, (laughs) with one paragraph, Matt can undo an entire podcast worth of work, and he's watched (laughs) ten minutes. And Tiernan, such a good point that Tiernan made, though. Like, what this? They they are 
are starting Gotham. And all you're thinking is, well, I want to wait till Batman arrives and he's got another 20 <laughs> years to go. And it does kind of lose something in the fact that you kind of, the exciting stuff is quite a way off, you know. Well, but we've you seen all that, that exciting stuff. The, this exciting stuff is yeah, different. Yeah, all these yeah, characters yeah. backstabbing each other. How much have you watched, Tiernan? Yeah, very little. Right, uh, shut <laughs> the hell up. <laughs> I'm absolutely... That's oh, not for me, I don't care. And then I right. turned it off. Okay, and I watched enough to be absolutely revolted with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I really think that you are. This is the this is the first conversation we had in the podcast about Gotham, and then we realised that actually there was a lot more to 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 learn about it. Let's not repeat podcasts. Let's presume yeah. that the people who appear on the podcast actually listen to the fucking podcast, and then, <laughs> and then the people who do listen to it don't have to listen to the same conversation twice. I, I did to be fair, I did listen to your Gotham. Say, Podcast. Yeah, I thought it was rubbish. Um, <laughs> <laughs> also, I think that there's, uh, and this is my my terrible Marvel bias, but I do think like th- th- there's always a Marvel DC, which one's better. But most Marvel characters have serious, you know, have serious flaws. Daredevil's blind, Spider Man's a broke teenager, and, and DC, it's like Batman's rich and he's bored at night. And yes. you go, come on, mate, why don't you just contribute to society and pay your taxes and you know help things out that way? <laughs> well, you seems- could argue that what DC are doing are arguing the large moral questions of the world rather than uh, exciting the seven-year-old boy in you i think that's exactly the opposite of what they're yeah, doing I think it's the opposite yeah really what's the morality he's isn't it? super and he's got red pants that's for seven-year-olds not with batman with batman they go in you know and superman isn't it isn't it isn't the fun it's about vigilantism and uh, not i forget superman that's a really bad example but <laughs> well, that's the that's the Nolan Batman you're talking about, but at its base thing, Batman is just a crime fighter. Where they're all crime fighters, but Batman's a super, super rich man who arguably could do more good if he just used his money. Which is the debate, isn't it? No, it's not. It's not the debate. That just happens to be the circumstance. Yeah, I suppose yeah. you're right. Yeah, it's yeah. never like that. No, no one ever sort of discovers that B- Batman is Bruce Wayne and goes, "Hey, why don't you um set up a, a charity that can help kids?" Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Batman. Where, shit. Whereas Spider-Man spends his entire life uh, dealing with the fact that he will always uh, hurt the people around him and how he'll never be able to be close to anyone because of this power spider. that he has, which he has to use. And yeah. has to work in order to keep his Aunt May in her house and, you know, he's got all these poverty issues and, yeah, there's wow. a lot more to it. Great. Great. I think we could probably argue our way out of any comic book if we wanted to. Whereas, you know, Daredevil, on the other hand, that is what we were supposed to be talking about. So... And Daredevil, we've already talked about the morality stuff in that with the, see, you know, the lawyer, we, who's see, also the vigilante. Jack, Daredevil is so engaging, we can't even talk about it for more than 25 minutes. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I, I, I've just... Um, Gilmore Girls are watching. I've just finished Parks and Rec. I've just finished The Night Of last oh, night. Oh, me too. Holy fucking yeah. shit. What Whoa. a great TV series. Um the Stranger Things, The Get Down, all of it, Nurse Jackie, all of these things I've either just finished or I'm watching. There is no way in a million years that I would tell Jack to watch Daredevil above any of those. 
That's my problem with this discussion. Yeah, yeah I know. But you see, like, I think Daredevil's brilliant escapism. I really yes. like the escapism of Daredevil. I, yeah. I, I like the night of, which I'm sure you should talk about on another episode, but was so tense. There were times where I just had to go, oh, God, the world's horrible. Whereas, you know, in a world where we have absolutely no good mm. real heroes at the moment, mm -hmm. sometimes it's quite nice to watch a man dress up as a devil and kick someone's ass. Well, but, yeah, the, and, yeah, but that's, that, doesn't, that doesn't achieve the thing you're talking about, really. I mean, it's... it's not that escapist it is kind of real and it is kind of sad and it's and it's got very you know extreme violence in it and all that i i take your point that like the night of i've pretty much wanted to kill myself every night this yeah, week watching too, yeah. it. Um, <laughs> but i've got the gilmore girls to sit next to that or another person would have uh, parks and rec or chuck or you know those things that's the escapist stuff i'm saying that this sits somewhere in a weird no man's land in between that doesn't make me want to recommend it for any reason okay well done to the people who made it well done but the purpose of this podcast is to say to people what are the things that you really should with all the options what are the things that you should put mm. at the top of your list and spend your time on is everyone around this table now really saying that it's in their top 10 if they haven't watched those other things i can remember really enjoying watching it and i think it should be part of your portfolio of things that you're watching <laughs> <laughs> that is such a, a grey area. It was like a, an estate agent just undersold me a house. <laughs> no, because like everyone's watching one or two things at a time, aren't they? Like yeah. saying he's going to watch Narcos. Yeah. Uh, or what was the other one, Jack? Uh, Gotham. It's, well, yeah. it's between yeah, well, this and Gotham. I think if you've got room in your life for two shows, first of all, I mean, how much of Narcos have you seen? Oh, all of it. I'm up to date. Oh, okay, all right. Well, you're already sold on Narcos. That's another discussion. Um, uh, then I would say Daredevil will complement that nicely, whereas Gotham will just... You have no idea what you're talking about. You, can't, <laughs> you have no frame of reference. <laughs> you have no frame of reference. <laughs> oh, dear me. Oh, Jack, look. Are you going to carry on with it? I'm going to be honest, probably not. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I think that by I, whether we meant it or not, we've definitely talked Jack out of ever watching Daredevil again. <laughs> it's my yeah. fault. <laughs> Look, it's my uh, fault, but I, at the same time, you could have all put up a much well, stronger persuasion. Yeah, I, 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 and that is the problem, is that we're not, we're not willing to fight for this. The shows I'm willing to fight for, like Deadwood... Um, which didn't work out. I doubt any of you carried on. <laughs> it's uh, on DVD. That's uh, the and for you, how all that's chalk. And there's certain shows that we're all willing to fight to the death for. I'm not willing to fight to the death to make Jack watch Daredevil. I would say, if he's really ran out of stuff and he's... <laughs> 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 oh, you know what? Just leave it. Just don't. Yeah. I don't think if you if you meant think of think of your favourite couple of box sets, right? And then imagine asking someone who was an extra on that show, or even just a small part with two lines, asking them to defend it to the death, right? Your best shows, they would. Everyone who touched the West Wing say it was the best cast of anything that had ever been and they'd do anything to go back and work on it. I imagine if we asked the guy who plays Foggy to defend <laughs> Daredevil to the death, I don't think even he would. I don't. Yeah. I think he'd say, yeah, it's a great job. Great job. Great for the portfolio, as Matt put it. 
But again, do, do you think, like, I wonder if this is, you know, like with Marvel and like DC are doing and, and Ghostbusters now and Star Wars, I don't know if it's meant to be just watched as a series. You know, like, I'm, I'm definitely invested in the whole Marvel thing as a whole. Uh, again, I don't know if I'd, I, I really love Daredevil. I don't know if I'd go and watch it all over again, but I am definitely going to watch Luke Cage. I'm definitely going to watch Defenders because I've kind of bought into this now and it's yes. the universe that I want to know more about. And I, I, think, I right. think that's what part of their planning with it is. I don't know if they want to make the best series ever. They want to make a series that excites you enough to watch the next one yes you know i agree which is very different to say what breaking bad was doing or, or any other or better course or something like that you know let's pretend that the marvel universe is the entirety of game of thrones marvel i'm uh, sorry daredevil is season five right that uh, um you know what <laughs> Game of Thrones is not that fucking good. No, hang on a minute. I'm, I'm, using, it as, <laughs> I'm using it as a piece of a pie metaphor. Uh, okay, I'm saying I agree with Tin, and if, if you look at something as the whole, I think that is exciting. If you're a real Marvel fan and a, a real Marvel geek, then this is great to get into this world and enjoy it and bring everything that you've got to it. That's fantastic. I would love that. I would love it if there was a West Wing spin-off that wasn't remotely as popular as the original, but I would love to watch that. So for Tiernan and for Marvel fans, this is a must. For everybody yeah. else, if you are literally deciding between, you know, popping on <coughs> Stranger Things or this, then uh, I'd pick Stranger Things any day of the week. But yeah, yeah. Tiernan, good yeah, point. And, and, if, and if that's what they went for, good on them, because they achieved it. <laughs> they've, they've made a, a small piece of a large puzzle, which um, it wasn't necessarily meant to get everybody excited about it. I will watch series three, though. I will. Yeah, and yeah, I, I think that will. it's hard. It's hard when you when your criteria is always is this better than that. You know, mm. we, if we're watching this in isolation and just judging it as a show, mm. then it's a pretty good show. That's and right. Regardless of what's around it, in a vacuum, this show is a pretty good show. And Jack, and listen to what we're saying. I, I am going to watch the third series, right? Yeah. So, or if we wanted to do a direct comparison between this and Gotham, this is better than Gotham. <laughs> <You don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, let me tell you this. If Daredevil and Gotham both had a season three out at the same time, there is no doubt that I would watch Gotham season three before Daredevil. No doubt. So there you okay, go. the big question, Jack, is what are you more likely to watch Gotham Probably or Daredevil? Gotham. I'm not right. going to lie. I, I think okay. I'll watch the four episodes of Daredevil, but so far... It's not jumped out at me, and I can understand that it's part of a, a bigger puzzle, as you said, but that doesn't do anything for me. I, I just watch the Avengers every now and again and think, yeah, it's good. Do you, you know, know what it is? Do you, know when you, do you know when you have one of those books that you take forever to read and you just take it on holiday with you, and like you're not compelled to come home and finish it, but you pick it up and you like it? That's what Daredevil is for me, I think. That's about right, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I'd go with that. I'd go with that. Great. Well, that's that decided. What's next week? <laughs> <laughs> what is next week? What are we doing next week? Uh, somebody suggested something. Was it Narcos? Maybe we should. Maybe that's what we should put on the... Yeah, uh... we, could, we could do. I mean, I, I've only done two episodes and I, I struggled so what about um, the night of why don't we get on, why don't we get on the night of before it's uh, <coughs> why don't we for once be right at the beginning of something I'd love to do that yeah it is brilliant I've it's never so even heard of it I've, okay. not, I've not seen it and I've, I've only heard very little about it right well then that's perfect it's on now tv um 
it's going to be hard Sky for Atlantic, you. Sky Atlantic, I think, as well. Yeah, I'll be able to get Sky then, cool. It's going to be hard for you to watch just one before next week, but please do try. It's the whole show on now, TV. The yes, whole, uh, the whole series oh, right. is on there. But if you can limit yourself to episode one, then that would really help this podcast. So the guinea pig is Matt and Jack. Have you watched it? I've not watched it, no. What about you two? Okay. Well, you have. Uh, I've seen all of it and, and feel permanently stressed for the rest of my life because of it. <laughs> Great. Okay, good. Uh, let's do it. Let's do it. Next week. What's it called? It's One called Time Now or something. The Night of. <laughs> yeah, no, just Google search One Time Now. Pick three random uh, words. It's, it's called The Night of, Jack, as in, like, um, a lawyer might say The Night of the okay. night of the Incident. Right? Oh, the I really want of. you to create a TV show called One Time Now. <laughs> Jack's new podcast. Ooh. Speaking of which, two sheep when, <laughs> two sheep when, <laughs> get your three-word title to a studio at the box set pod dot com. Uh, we'll judge the best next week. No one will email, but studio at the box set pod dot com. Joe, you know, there's like two thousand people who've listened to this podcast in the last uh, couple of weeks. No one ever emails. Email us studio at the box set pod dot com and listen email to email us with your thoughts on what's better, Gotham or, or Daredevil. If you've watched both. In their entirety. You don't but, have to have watched Gotham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On this podcast stream, you're going to get a weird midweek bonus kind of episode this week. I am starting Ooh. a sub-podcast, which is me chatting to people for a long time. It's going to be very boring. It's not going to be as exciting as this podcast. Um, but me talking to creative people about how creative people are well-managed, not well-managed, how they survive a career being creative and making money. That's the, It's called Creative Kale. Um, and it's going to appear outside the box set pod. It's kind of got two titles. So it'll pop up on your stream. Have a listen if you like. This week I am joined by uh, a man who was the uh, West Wing director of photography. And it's a uh, poor quality but excellent content conversation that we'll be having. So have a listen to that. That'll be up on Tuesday. And then uh, your next one. Did you talk to the West Wing DOP? That's correct. That's correct, Matt. Um, so you can enjoy that podcast on uh, Tuesday. What? What's yeah. it called? Cre- it's creative called, kale. Yeah, it's called outside the box set. Um, outside the box set, creative kale. Um, as in the the, vegeta- as the vegetable. Yeah. Because as Justin Lee Collins suggested to me, kale is very trendy right now. So you should call it creative kale. <laughs> how long? How long did you spend thinking of an alternative to creative juice? Um, well, I just emailed Justin and said, damn it, Creative Juice is taken. He said, kale's big right now. So there we go. Amazing. We'll be chewing the kale on Tuesday with uh, Director of Photography Michael Mayers from the West Wing. Uh, join me for that or skip over it. Don't give us a bad review based on that. I don't want to bring the whole side down, okay? Um, and, uh, and we'll see you next week for The Night Of. Watch episode one. Thanks, everyone. Jack Daredevil's great, by the way. You should watch it. (laughs) Really good. Way better than Gotham. Do you not like martial arts? Uh, Well, I've done kung fu for the last ten years, so yeah. Right. I mean, there's loads of it in there. There's loads of it, and he gets. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. It goes on for too long, though. As has this podcast. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye-bye.